Riders Radio Theater is on the air. It's the Riders on the radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yodi, lady, yodi, lady, yay. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and holler at the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Slim, the man of many hats, Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Fender invite you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2,129th performance of their celebratory career, here are Riders in the Sky. An excited crowd tonight at the beautiful Emory Theater here in Cincinnati. Thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio, and welcome to Riders Radio Theater. Tonight's intros were written with the aid of an old eight ball. And here's a character who spent much of his time behind one, Too Slim. Thanks, folks. Thanks a lot, Ranger Doug. Great to be here. Ha. Great, Slim. Will this be your uh, finest performance tonight? Let's see here, Ranger Doug. Signs point to yes. Wow. <laughs> well, great. To my right, is he still the king of the cowboy fiddlers? Let's ask him. He's Woody Paul. Woody, 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 Woody. Thanks, everybody. Let's see. Uh, message unclear. <laughs> ask again later. But here's a message that's crystal clear. The Isle of American Youth, Ranger Doug. Thank you. Uh, as the eight ball would simply say, yes. And of course, our own musical eight ball with all the right answers, our orchestra under the direction of Joey the Cowpolka King. The old nature boy himself. Well, fellas, let's rack them up, chalk the cues, and break into no rodeo do. One, two, three. When I was young, they said, there goes the king of all the rodeo. There was a time when fate was mighty kind. But my winning days are past, and my luck is fading fast. When I look into my pockets, now I find no rodeo do. No rodeo dough. I've been to Tulsa, San Antonio, and Laramie. No rodeo dough. No rodeo dough. There's no dough in the rodeo for me. 
I've been riding, roping, always hoping I'd come back someday. Sitting on that silver saddle, my pockets full of pay. I'm gonna quit my roaming, I'll go home and be an old cow hand. Got a gal who's a pal, and I know she'll understand. We'll marry, I know. She'll cook and sew. That's a great line, boys. And by roundup time, we'll have a family. I really like that line. No rodeo, no. No rodeo, no. There's no dough in the rodeo for me. I've been riding, roping, always hoping I'd come back someday. Sitting on that silver saddle, my pockets full of pay. I'm gonna quit my roam and I'll go home and be an old cow hand. Got a gal who's a pal and I know she'll understand. We'll marry, I know. We'll cook and sew. Things have changed, boys. By roundup time, we'll have a family. No rodeo dough. No rodeo dough. There's no dough in the rodeo for me. There's no dough in the rodeo for me. Don't even think about touching that dial, Saddle Pals. Riders Radio Theater will be back in a flash following this culinary commercial. Hello, neighbors. H.H. Hammerhead Stilson here on behalf of Salmonella's Family Restaurant. Yep, Salmonella's is open for business, and if you've got an empty belly and a couple of bucks, you ought to go in and partake. Right, Sam? Yeah, you got that right, Hammerhead. Our catering business bellied up, so we opened up Salmonella's Family Restaurant. Where else can you feed a family of four for only $9.99, huh, Ella? Huh? huh no baby? place, huh? Sam. No place. Just here. Sam and Ellis. Under the big blue neon tapeworm. Sam, could you enlighten us as to how you keep your prices so daggone low? They're lower than a bluegrass bass player in Arab, Alabama. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I heard that, Hammerhead. Well, we don't waste a lot of money on unnecessary refrigeration. No. We don't throw out no perfectly good food, no, neither. Whether it's at the end of the day or the week or even the month. Tell them our motto there, Ella. Huh? Tell them, huh? We keep huh? it till you eat it. Yeah, I heard that. You got that right, baby. We got a sneeze-proof salad bar except for the months with the R in it. We got takeouts and 100% used only once wax paper. You won't believe what you can carry out of here. Yeah, and what about that taste, baby? Here's the famous French food critic Pierre Lee Zip after a big meal at Sam Manella's. It was so good, why, he could hardly speak, right, Pierre? Mon Dieu! Yeah, that means holy smoke, that's good. I think I'm going to die! Hear that? He's ready to call in the dogs after a meal at Sam and Ella's, and who could fairly blame him? Nobody on God's green earth, Sam. Neighbors, next time Sam and Ella bring out them big tubs of grub family style, you make sure your family's there at the trough. <laughs> Just say, fill her up. <laughs> You get more than you bargain for at Salmonella's. That's Salmonella's Family Restaurant, downtown Tumbleweed Valley, open for lunch and dinner every day except the 4th of July and Ella's birthday. It's a blue star dining experience. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and now here again are Riders in the Sky. Thank you. The last few shows we've been featuring songs from our new album called Horse Opera on MCA Records and well, to sing this next song from the new album comes the old camp cook, Side Meat. Say hello, Side Meat. Thank you, Ranger Doug. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, just give us the news, not the weather. Hey, are you implying I'm spitting? Sounds like to me. Well, that ain't spitting. That's the cry of the sidekick. 
try the sidekick. That's the sound the sidekick makes in all the B-Westerns, ain't it right, Texas Bix? Exactly right. At some point in every B-Western, the sidekick will turn to Gene and Roy or go, Muh. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why either. <laughs> but I'll do my song. I had a dream. I dreamed I was there inside kick heaven. Oh, what a Boys, I don't know if it was that green chili burrito I got down at the shooting scoot or what, but I had a whopper of a dream last night. I dreamed I rode my old mule up through the clouds, past riders in the sky, clean as fur as sidekick heaven. I rode them through the great pearly corral gates they got there and tied them up at a solid diamond hitching post. And then I see them leaning against the golden bunkhouse door waiting to greet me. The greatest sidekick of them all, the old Gabaroo, Gabby Hayes. Gabby looks at me and he says, It's the one that says the water's eye, It's the one that is the one that takes the water's eye. <laughs> what did you say? I says to him. Can't you speak English so our man would understand you? He went, I knew he wanted me to come inside. I dreamed I was there inside. went in the bunkhouse and I see them sitting at a barrel playing poker. A couple of the fuzzies, Fuzzy Knight and Al Fuzzy St. John. And leaning over against the wall, Walter Brennan. One these days, I'm gonna climb that mountain. I guess he climbed that rascal all right. And next to him was Slim Pickens. And then come Tonto. Kimozabe. Oh. And then Pancho. <laughs> and way in the corner there was Hop Singh. That, that, that was the third world corner of sidekick heaven, I guess. <laughs> and then we heard a big commotion. We run to the window and I looked out and there's a fella driving a Jeep, waving his hat and screaming, whoa, Nellie Bell, whoa, it was Pat Brady. I dreamed I was there in sidekick heaven. Oh, but their timing was great. This is my dream, all right? <laughs> we went out the back door and I seen him falling off his mule into the horse trough, like he did in 7,000 movies. Smiley Burnett, Gene Autry's sidekick. There goes Andy Devine, wait for me, Wild Bill, wait for me. And then there's a bunch of guys sitting on top of the corral fence there. They look sort of familiar, but I didn't know who they were. It was all the sidekicks that, that no one can remember. Raymond Hatton. Who would know Raymond Hatton? I didn't know him. He had a little name tag said, hello, my name's Raymond Hatton. <laughs> Welcome to Sidekick Heaven, have a nice day. <laughs> Next to him was Shook Fisher and Arkansas Slim and Max Terhune and Little Elmer. They switched their name tags. <laughs> it's always something in Sidekick Heaven. Then the Gabaroo says, come on, side meet, we're going to the sidekick Smithsonian. And sure enough, Ranger Doug, there was a million hats made of solid gold. Everyone turned up in the front. Piles of fake beards and greasy aprons. Filthy winter underwear as far as the eye could see. Oh. 
Then the side meets and uh, Gabaru says, come on, side meet. We're going in the big boss's ranch house because he's got a tally book of all the fellers inside Kick Heaven and all the fellers yet to come. Come on and take a look at it. And we went in a big golden room and all you could hear was a guitar and a fiddle <laughs> and an accordion. But the fiddle was playing up high, sort of, it was great. But it was in tune, that was the... <laughs> That's how you knew it was heaven. That's how I knew it, by golly. <laughs> Gabaru picks up the book and turned a beautiful golden page and blew out some diamond dust. And there was the names written in pure platinum. I don't know what it was, very expensive, though. You don't cut no corner in Sidekick Heaven. And he commenced to read the fellers get to come to Sidekick Heaven. He read Chester, Dennis Weaver, Festus, Ken Curtis, Dan Quayle. <laughs> He's gonna need a name tag, don't you, Bone? Kept reading Pat Buttram, Dub Cannonball, Taylor, Side Beat, <laughs> Side Beat. That's when I awoke. And I'm sorry I did. Cause I dreamed I was there inside Kick Heaven. Oh, what a beautiful sight. Save me a plate of beans, boys. I'm on my way. Ma. Thank you, Sidney. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Ranger Doug original Prairie Serenade. Buckaroos and Buckarets, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. Ah. 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 
And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode six of the exciting Western melodrama, Phantom of the Valley. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, when a berserk horseman terrorized Tumbleweed City, over 300 eyewitnesses swore it was Ranger Doug. He was subsequently tried, convicted, and sentenced to 10 years in the penitentiary for it. But he was granted an appeal, and only after Too Slim and Woody Paul mortgaged the ranch to Slogan. He was freed on a $50,000 bond. Confused and downhearted, he paid a visit to the perfect master ranger, Yodel, who told him, You must return home and walk into rocks. That's it? Well, it seems like there was something else. I'll call you if I think of it. Ranger Duck then returned home and began to walk into rocks. Meanwhile, in the back room of the ARID Land and Development Company, Slocum and Charlie plot a very big and evil plan. It was these same two villains, of course, who framed Ranger Doug and caused all his problems with the law. <laughs> Tonight's the night, Charlie. Tonight we begin our reign of terror. All <laughs> <laughs> right. That brings you up to date in now episode six entitled Slocum Strikes. It is late on the night of the new moon, the darkest night of the month. The good folks of Tumbleweed Valley are nestled snug in their beds, sleeping the sleep of the good. But on the old toucher place, a dark-clothed, hulking figure creeps stealthily towards the barn. Once there, he begins to splash gasoline all over it. And then he runs quietly away. He makes his way to a nearby grove of cottonwoods, where another sinister figure waits. Nice work, Charlie. Only an elephant could have been quieter. Thanks, boss. Yeah, but Charlie, didn't you forget one little thing? Don't think so, boss. You put the gasoline all over the barn, right? Right. But you didn't light it. How's it gonna burn? Why put it on there if you don't light it? We're trying to burn the barn down, Charlie, remember? I remember. I also remember how every other time I tried to burn a barn down on this show, I wound up turning myself into a flaming comet. Ah, you got a good point there, Charlie, but how are we going to burn the barn down if you don't go up there and put a match to it? Because I got a plan, boss. Yeah, what is it? Wait for lightning? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. What I'm going to do, I'll always fire this special bullet. It's an incendiary bullet, see? Right into the barn there, and it'll set off the fire. Incendiary bullet, eh? Where'd yeah. you get it? The Acme Mercenary Supply House, of uh, course. Yeah. How many of them do you have? Just one, boss. That's all it takes. The uh, guaranteed explodes on impact. Uh, sounds okay to me, but don't do it now. Let's uh, go steal his herd first, and then you can do it on your way back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, let's go. It is a long night of mischief for these two scoundrels, and it is a tired and sleepy Charlie who returns to this same Cottonwood Grove some hours later to complete his evil plan. Let's load this bullet, aim at the barn, fire! Make my getaway before it hits. <laughs> the bullet, as Charlie said, is guaranteed to explode on impact, but for a plan like this to work, the shooter must be able to hit the broad side of a barn. Something Charlie can't do. The bullet flies by the barn and hits a nearby well. But by the time the well explodes, Charlie is long gone. When the following day dawns, no one notices it yet, but Tumbleweed Valley has changed. Insidious villainy is upon the land, and it will be a long time before this valley will know peace. At the Triple X Ranch, Slim and Woody spend the morning tending to the herd. Side meat predators around the kitchen, and Ranger Doug continues to walk into rocks. On the old toucher place, the law arrives to investigate. Whoa, Fraser. Whoa, boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Well, howdy there, Sheriff. Howdy, Mr. Toucher. What happened here last night? Well, I ain't exactly sure what went on, but somebody stole my herd. They threw gasoline all over my barn and blew up my well. <laughs> Why? I don't have a clue. You don't need a clue, Mr. Toucher. That's my job. Let's take a look around here. Okay. Mm. You think whoever did this would be back, Sheriff? Oh, no, that's just an old wild tale about the criminal always returning to the scene of the crime. Always. The High Sheriff conducts his standard scene of the crime investigation and leaves just as he came, without a clue. Moments after he rides off, a familiar sinister figure and his hulking henchman return to the scene of the crime. Ah, howdy, Mr. Toucher. Oh, howdy there, Mr. Slocum. Yeah, I was real sorry to hear about your troubles last night. Oh, it was the dangerous thing. Yeah, you lost your herd. Every last doggie. Yeah, and you lost your barn, too. Yeah, my barn? Your barn. What? You lost your barn, too. What? I didn't lose my barn. Huh? Oh, some idiot threw gasoline all over it, but most of that's evaporated now. No real damage was done. Ah, well, that's really stupid of somebody to do, right, Charlie? I don't get it, Barnes. Ah, but you will. The real, the real damage over there is my well. Your well? Oh, not very good. I just told you my, bar my barn got... No, no, no. The well, the hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Somebody blew it up last night. Somebody, somehow, I caused the groundwater to shift and it cost me a fortune to get it back. You don't say so. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, I got the Tumbleweed River running across the northern section of land over yeah. by the Triple Lake, but that's too far away from a pasture. <laughs> and again, it would cost a fortune to channel any of that water over here. So this place is going to turn into a, a desert Oh, then. I'm afraid so. <laughs> oh, gosh, here's a handkerchief, old-timer. Oh. <laughs> Well, maybe I can be of some help to you, Mr. Toucher. I represent ARID Land and Development Company. We buy up waterless properties and let desert ecologists study their deterioration. That way, maybe some answers can be found to save this old globe of ours. <laughs> and if they do, maybe somewhere down the road, we can turn a little profit. <laughs> you think... You think they'd be interested in my land? Well, I think so. Of course, desert land ain't worth much. I'm afraid the most we could offer you is uh, a couple bucks an acre. Two dollars an acre? You hear pretty good now, don't you, Toucher? Eh? Hey? Miss Slocum, this land's worth a hundred times that. Correction, Toucher, it was worth a hundred times that. Now it's worth two bucks an acre. Take it or leave it. You got me over a barrel. <laughs> I can't afford to keep it all right. I'll take your offer. Great. Now, I just happen to have a blank bill of sale in my pocket here. Yeah. You just fill in the blanks like this, and I'll sign it. Now, you sign it. We got a deal. Yeah, but it's not much of a deal. Well, it's been a pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Toucher. Say, I know you have a lot of personal possessions. How long has this place been in the family? 200 years? <laughs> family heirlooms and such. Just take your time packing up. You got until sundown. <laughs> After that, Charlie will shoot anything that moves on this desert. So long, and thanks for the nice day. Come on, Charlie. <laughs> well, that's certainly putting a new twist on an old cliché. At any rate, back at the famed old Triple X, Ranger Doug is still walking into rocks, and Woody and Slim have decided to ask him if that is really what he wants to be doing. Ooh. Gee, uh, how's it going, Ranger Doug? <laughs> yeah, you cracked that enigma yet, Ranger Doug? Not yet, boys. Gosh, is walking into rocks the only way to crack an enigma? No, but it's the only way I know how to crack this particular enigma. Mm. Ranger Doug, are you sure you know what you're doing? Like I said yesterday's boys, trust me, I think I know what I'm doing. Well, if you say so. <laughs> Come on, Woody, it's getting close to dinner. Let's go see what side meat's fixing up. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> I'd rather stay here and watch Ranger Doug walk into rocks. When your best friend is committing what appears to be very irrational acts and says, trust me, I think I know what I'm doing, what do you do? 
Well, if you're an enlightened sort of cowboy, you call in professional help. Woody, are you sure this is the right thing to do? Slim, I thought we settled this. It can't hurt, and it might help. Okay, I guess you're right. Oh, the phone's being answered. Hi, this is Woody Paul at the Triple X Ranch in Tumbleweed Valley, and we need your help. Yeah. It's Ranger Doug. We think he's a loony. He's loony as a tune. Oh, no. Ranger Doug loony as a tune. Is this the end of Riders in the Sky? Is Ranger Doug loony as a tune? Or is this a case of two pots calling the kettle black? And what is Slocum up to? Inquiring minds like yours want to know, and the only way to find out is to be right here, same time, same station, next week for episode seven of Phantom of the Valley entitled, And What's Up, Doc? It's a brisk and thoughtful foray in search of peace of mind, security, and a certain amount of balm for burnt-fingered moderns. And it's coming soon to this, Theater of the Mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets. Time for our Classic of the West. I guess we'll just ride on out of here with the Classic of the West. We're going to send it out to little Carol Ayton, who listens to our show over WAMU in Washington, D.C. We call this one Sierra Nevada. on Riders Radio Theater. The cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater bunk at the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. 